0: Good, good morning to everyone. <laughs> well, this is not a Mother's Day message. You know, normally the church that I, that I come from, you have a Mother's Day sermon today. But the word today is a, is a word from the Father for the mothers, and the brothers, and the sisters, and the children, and the, and the dads. It's for everybody. <laughs> All right? <laughs> so I hope that, um, that you're going to get something from what I'm going to talk about today. Okay. In in my last message, I I speak about um, cultivating the spirit, and we were talking about you know the analogy where we are Christ always uh, in the Bible. There's always reference to Christian and and plants, and we were talking about abiding in the vine and stuff like that. And there are some points that I mention about Christ as our gardener or as our husbandman. Um, we also talk about planted, allow Christ to plant us as well as being rooted in him and his love we also talk about abiding in him as a plant as with um, if the Christian sense and we talk about walk and live in the spirit and not in the flesh and then being led by the spirit and then you'll be fruitful there's one area that I forget to mention and is after I had my sermon I realized this was a crucial part it's pruning you know you cannot have a plant without taking care of it right so as a part of that sermon, I'm going to just focus today only on pruning um, or cleaning. So why pruning and what is pruning? Everybody here at least has some sort of idea in terms of planting something in their life, whether it's a banana tree or a coconut tree or a, 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 some sort of a plant, whether it's a flower tree and stuff. And, you know, if you do not take care of it, what will happen to it, right? It will die, right? Imagine you have a car, and if you don't take care of the car, will it last long? Well, if you have a car, a vehicle, and you do not take care of it, will it last long? No. What about yourself? If you don't take care of yourself, will you last long? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everything needs maintenance. That's the word, right? Everything in life needs maintenance. Okay? Um, the only thing, I mean, so when it come around, around our Christian life as well, we also need to maintain it, amen. So, if if we if we go back at the, at the beginning of Genesis, where um, when when man when sin enters this world, is that that po- moment in, in, um, that point in time when we had to end up start to work harder yes. to maintain everything in our life, all right? And it continues throughout that. Okay, yeah. so there was a breakdown in in our. Um, in our in in, in us in, in our physical body itself, but if you if um, so I'm going to basically just want to lay it a bit by talking about a bit about pruning and why why pruning is necessary. So so in, in, in the Caribbean, um, like I said, I I grew up in the mountain planting banana tree and stuff like that. And when you walk to a banana field, a banana field look really nice after you prune it. I mean, you could sit down there and you could sleep. I, I, I mean, I used to sleep and I mean, just just get some some dry bushes and just sleep after I prune it, after I clean the field. But before that, you can't do that because why? There's a lot of red ants. You guys know what red ants is? You know that bite you and you may have insects and stuff that you just you know you you just don't want to be there when that happens, right? <laughs> so. What we do, we clean the banana. And one of the, the good things about that as well, it, it helps the banana to bear better fruit. All right? It enhances the harvest of the, of the plant itself. It also sustains the health of the banana. Because whenever there is like dry branches, and sometimes you may have um, pesticide, pests and stuff that you then need to get rid of the pest by cutting off the dry leaves. And then you also need to have pesticide to take care of it. All right? Also, that helps to reduce the reduce the risk of disease in the in that in the plant itself. But there is a part that I, I like about when you prune certain plants, right? For uh, for those of you know in the Chinese culture, they have this bonsai tree, right? Where they will do the shaping. Why they do that is to what they they do those pruning on those plants to control the shape. Of the plant, right? So pruning helps for shaping to make, you know, to to and also it, it allows you, it it helps to with the quality of the fruit itself that that the plant bear. All right, and remember, we we I speak about if you have a plant and it depends, and we talk about the fruit of the spirit, and if you are not feeding your spirit, you will not bear the right fruit. I also mentioned that you may have multiple orange tree, or so forth, or apple tree, and you may find that some apple fruit is sweeter than the others. And all that is because of the way it's, it's been taken care of, by pruning. Now, if you take your Bibles to me and turn to John chapter 15, verse 3. So that's just basically giving you a, a synopsis of what we talk about printing and what we talk about today. So I, I give it to you in a physical sense and in terms of why you need to maintain a plant. Now we're going to talk about why you need to maintain your spiritual life and my spiritual life. What do we need to do to maintain our spiritual life? So John chapter 15 and also Titus chapter 3 and verse 5. So if someone could read John chapter 15, verse 3, and someone read John Titus 3 and verse 5 for me, quickly. Already you are clean because of the work that I have spoken to you. All right. Titus 3, verse 5. I am fine. You are the righteous. No, Ch- Titus chapter 3 and verse 5. Titus 3, 5. of righteousness <laughs> which we have done, but according to his <laughs> mercy, saithness. The washing of regeneration the of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much. Last week, Brother Cushy talked about darkness. And he 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 bring the scripture with the with the blind man that was healed by Jesus Christ. And about he also talked about um, us as Christian. If I if I just quickly <laughs> go back on some of those notes, you also talking about from darkness to light and uh, in terms of Christ's. Um, Christ the way Christ walked through his father and um, make make Jesus the light uh, that enlightens the way of our life and, and so forth he he also talked about um, Christ as the light of the wall and he also mentioned that all darkness are not bad right but we before we become a Christian we were in darkness and then because of the light of Christ you know, that's shining our life, we become saved, right? Amen? Everybody with me? Yeah. Right. So, we, we talk about um, justification there for your sin because we are all born in sin and Christ forgives us through his blood. So, so he, 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 he went through in terms of what happened when you transition from darkness to light and so forth. Pastor also explained a few weeks ago when we were talking about discipleship. And he was talking about um, God, how God wants us to be holy. And as up and also discipline through God's um, discipline through God walking of righteousness in us. He also talked about where discipline makes us more like Jesus Christ. And and that we are also partakers of his divine nature. And as a result of that, we will then yield righteousness. Fruit itself. So, what does it really mean when we talk about being clean, as in John chapter 15? It said, Now ye are clean. Jesus, in John, before he was betrayed, he, he had um, his last meal with his disciple. And he had a discussion with Peter, where Peter was asking, when he wanted to wash. Their, their, um, to wash their, their, wash their, their feet with a, with a pot and stuff, and Peter, um, you know, in, in, in John chapter 14 and verse 8, and Peter said unto Jesus, "Thou shalt never wash my feet." Jesus answered him, "If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me." Then Peter understand what Jesus just said. He said, "Lord, not my feet, but also my hands." And my head as well, but Jesus said in verse ten that he that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And he are clean, um, but not all. So Jesus was talking to um, his disciples, and he and they this, this case. This was not a message for unbelievers. This was a message for people who was already Christian, who was already saved. That's why he said, Now we are clean already. Basically, saying, Already you are clean. If you had to do a, if you translate it in a different everyday language, say, Already you are clean. Right? And that cleansing was true justification for sin. When, uh, because we were sinners and then through his blood, we become saved. Right? But I want to talk about. The maintenance part of it after you become part of the, the, the fall of Christ. We talk about sanctification and we talk about the renewal part of it and constant washing and cleansing of our sins. So he said now we are clean. It does not mean that we were perfect, that we are perfect. That's why um, but that but that they had been under a process of purification. By his instruction all the time, he had been with them. So while Jesus' disciples were, he was constantly talking to them and and washing them with his word. So through the word, through the word which I have spoken unto you, he said in um, John chapter 15 and verse, he said, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And we know that spoken word is if you back to John John chapter thirteen and verse ten and also Ephesians six and twenty-six, when he um when he explained to them yeah, Ephesians five and twenty-six. Ephesians five twenty six. He said the word um so 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 a better account of, of the word which I have spoken unto you. The word was the revelation of God to his disciple. And by reason, it is the moral power that, um, that they have been clean. When Jesus said, no, ye are clean, already you are clean, he was not speaking to unbelievers. So justification for sin already happened. because um, But sanctification is, an, is a continual process itself. They, about, they had already received the word, hence the reason why, he he mentioned that we need to be sanctified or clean we did not have the opportunity like Jesus disciple to be taught by him so we have we have to go through these three basic process that I want to talk about so we can be so we can remain attached to the vine so the first one is being cleansed through the blood of Jesus Christ so in John in 4th John chapter 1 and verse 7 and I'm just gonna find out if you could just find a 4th John 1 and, and 7 he said but if we walk in the light as he is the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanse us from all our sins in, in this scripture This reference was not about justification, but about sanctification, about us being cleansed continually for our sins because we are sinning. um, You know, every day we make mistakes, every day we do stuff that is wrong, and we have to constantly be uh, constantly get clean through the blood of Jesus Christ. So this one is cleaning, cleaning ourselves or sanctify ourselves through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter nine, verse fourteen says, "How much more will the blood of Christ?" Who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God? Purge our conscience from dead work to serve the living God. That is why we need the blood, so we can, we can our sins can constantly be washed. Also, Malachi chapter 3 and verse 2. He said, But who may abide the day of his coming, and who shall stand when he appeared? For he is like a refining fire, and we know what fire does: fire purify, fire clean, and that's what Jesus is. He he came into this world so we can be clean and constantly being clean. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter thirteen and verse twelve also tell us that Jesus also suffered in order to sanctify the people through his own blood so god is calling his people to be holy as he is holy which is one of the reason christ jesus suffer without holiness as in hebrews twelve fourteen, no one can see god we cannot see god uh, to the, the lord unless we are holy to be a good disciple it requires us to be holy First John one verse seven: The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. Why? Because of the weakness of the, of our flesh and the power of Satan in this world. Why we need the blood of Jesus Christ to constantly and daily cleanse us from our sins. So the blood is cleaning us gradually from our sin. And I mentioned that he's not speaking about justification in this this case. But, but a cleansing through sanctification. John chapter 13 and verse 10, when he mentioned, um, when, that we read earlier about when Jesus said that he that is washed need not to wash his feet. We're talking about a batting, a purification that's happening in um, this case. How does the blood clean us? So how does how do we get clean by the blood? Now I just want to use an analogy of Clorox. You, everybody know what Clorox is and bleach, right? You, everybody know bleach, right? All right. So we, we, we call it Clorox in the Caribbean, but it's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> do you know that Clorox or bleach doesn't really clean your clothes? It doesn't remove the dirt. You guys know that, right? Makes the go away. <laughs> when I was in school and I learned that, I was like, really? <laughs> bleach does not remove the dirt. All it does, it just makes the dirt transparent. But it's still in the clothes. <laughs> okay? <laughs> there, all it is, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a, a, a property within the chemical that reacts to the color of the That's why if you put colored clothes with bleach, it changes the color and turns white, correct? So that's what it's doing. So what Clorox basically, or bleach does, it just simply make the color transparent. But, you are, but the clothes still have the dirt in it. Now, what if Jesus' blood was like that? But his blood is not like that. Alright? When you are clean, you are clean. Alright? And it doesn't matter what color you are. That's the good thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> It, it just worked, alright? So that's, that's the cleansing power of His blood, right? Is that He, it, it just wash you. And you know you don't have to worry about that dot because he said he will forgive, forget our sins. You know it's not like like um, like the people that sometimes we live with. You know, like our brothers or sisters or fathers or uncle. That when you do them something wrong, they never forget. All right, that's not how Jesus. That's not how it works. Once he forgive you for your sin, he forgive you for your sins. Right. Once his blood wash you, you are clean. It's not. He's not gonna make your sin transparent. Right. That's not that somebody probably will come with a magnifying glass and try to see if they could find it. It doesn't work like that. He clean you, right? So Christ cleanses us um, from all unrighteousness. In 1 John 1 and verse 9, he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It's just a further step besides us being forgiven, right? So apart from just being forgive for, for he forgave us for our sin. He also cleanses you with his blood. Amen? Isn't that a good thing? So Christ's blood is the mean whereby we are being, whereby being already justified and in fellowship with God, we are, we are become, we are gradually being clean from our sins, which will, which because if we, if we are not clean from our sin, it will mar us. It will prevent us from having a good fellowship with Christ. So God's means of cleansing the sinner is by the blood of Jesus shed on the cross which cleanses completely and brought us into the fellowship with God the same blood of Jesus keep us clean from all sin that will sever that fellowship this is a continual cleansing from a daily sin that are present from our fallen nature and how are we going to do that we have to constantly walk in the light amen We have to constantly walk because he is light that's the only how we'll be able to have fellowship with him the second point I want to talk about is cleanse through the word of God itself so we talk about cleanse through the blood which is the saving power of his blood right after he washes from us sanctification now we're going to talk about washing itself where the word of God constantly washes what does it wash that's the question. What does the word of God wash? Is it sin He's in the word of God washing? Mm-hmm. It's our attitudes toward people. When we study the word of God, when we have the word of Christ within us, our behavior towards our men will be different. When we speak, people will know we are Christian. Amen? Mm-hmm. Right? So this is why we have the word. So we, are, we are being washed with the word it's, it's of God itself, through the word itself. We are clean through his spoken word not the word of our pastor not the word of the priest so so if you, you cannot go to a, a priest or a bishop and their spoken word cleanse that does not work only the word of god can cleanse us amen if if sometimes in in um, in, in ephesians five twenty six, 26 it talks about the washing of water by the word <laughs> it must be actively present in us all the time it's not sometimes we need the word the word has to have to always be present with us the bible said in the, um god does not walk god does not walk apart from his word from the creation of this world to the present the place of god's word in his work has always been being essential if you look back in the beginning the Bible say, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was what? Was God. All right? And the same was in the beginning. If you, Psalms 119 and verse 9 shows, how can a young man, what? Cleanse his ways. By what? Taking heed according to the Word. Which Word are we talking about there? The Word of Jesus Christ. In John chapter 15, verse 3, which we just read, it said, we are cleansed already because of what? His Word in us. And His Word can be in us when we, when we read the Scripture, when we study the Bible, when we, when we, we we, graph, we we, we allow ourselves to immerse ourselves in the Word itself. That's the only thing that can cleanse us. Now, when we, when I was this, when we were talking about the fruit of the Spirit and stuff like that, we cannot bear the right fruit of the Spirit unless we have the Word of God in us because that's what helped to give us direction. That's what helped to, um, to shape our, our mind and shape our thinking. That's what helps to, to shape the way and our attitude and the way we treat and, and deal with other people. So th- that's where the importance. In Hebrews chapter four and verse 12, it says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. What is it? It is said it is sharper than any two-edged sword cutting what between the soul and the spirit we're talking about pruning we talk about cutting away the stuff that is not needed in our life amen we're talking about so, so this is where we're using the Word of God to cut and shape us you know into to become um, holy to become ho- righteous in the sight of God to expose our innermost thoughts and desire that's what the Word of God does it's like a magnifying glass that allows us to you know where we can see ourselves amen are you with me? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> so, we talk about being cleansed with the blood. We talk about being washed with His Word. Now we talk about clean through, being cleansed through the Holy Spirit. And how is the Holy Spirit cleaning us? By renewing our minds. By renewing. And when you're being renewed, you're being reborting. It's a, it's a form of cleansing. Amen? Amen. Amen. Ephesians 4 and verse 18 said, "He said, having our understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, that the ignorance and blindness... Begin to be lifted by the means of new birth through grace. Miraculous infusion of the Holy Spirit, not by water baptism. Some people feel that you have to be baptized. Uh, baptism is the only thing that you need to renew. But no, we, be, we are renewed by the Holy Spirit. Before Jesus left his disciples, he said to them in John chapter, I think it's chapter... Um, I think is John chapter 16 in John chapter 16 from verse 5 to 16 he said to them I will leave you a comforter he said I cannot go Without the uh, he said he said I he said if I do not leave the comforter will not come the spirit of God will not come why was it so important for the for the Holy Spirit to come after Jesus Christ left. It's so we can be constantly renewed by our spirit. So we can, uh, can be constantly be clean. In, first, in John chapter 7 verse 38 to 39. Water clearly represents God's Holy Spirit. In this regard, Paul writes that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. In Ephesians five twenty-six, And Jesus added, it is the spirit which what gives life. The flesh profiteth nothing. The word that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. That is John chapter 6 and verse 63 itself. So it said his spirit, they are. it gives life unto us. So in order for us to survive, in order for us to live, we need the spirit of God itself in us so we can survive. In First Corinthians 6 and verse 11. so I'm just, I'm just giving you this scripture. And as such he said, "We, some of you, but First Corinthians 6 and verse 11, and such were some of you of us, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified." But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the whole and by the Spirit of our God. That is how we are clean by the Spirit. Why do we need to be clean by the Spirit? So we talk about where the Word of God shapes us and, and control our mind. But in order for without the Spirit of God, we cannot bear the right fruit. Without the Spirit of God in us, that is constantly renewing our mind daily. We will not be able to bear the true fruit that we, that, that God wants us to bear. In Romans 8 verse 10 to verse 13. And if Christ what? Be in you. The body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. That's the only how we can live as Christians. That's the only how we can we can survive. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also what quickens our mortal body by the spirit that dwell in us. So that's why, that is why we need the spirit of God. We need to sanctify our hearts. And how do we get our hearts sanctified? Through the spirit of God, through the word of God. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15 said, um, it it, it tells us that we need to be, if you if if could just go to that quickly for me. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. I just want to read it. So First Peter 3 and verse 15. It says, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart that ye be what ready always to give an answer to everyone man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear if we are not sanctified through his spirit if we are not clean through his spirit how, how, uh, how will we be able to tell and share the gospel with others? How will we be able to tell people, um, be good disciples of Christ? How will we be able to, 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 um, to give an answer when people ask us, when, when p- people come and ask us question, Why are you a Christian? Why are you saved? What evidence do you have to show that, you know, you walk in, in the presence of God? Your fruit will, will, will tell, will show people that, that you are saved. God save us by washing and renewing of, uh, and, by, and by washing on by renewing us and that's what we need to so so renewing basically is a, is a constant renewal of our of our mind and in order for us to come, to abide constantly in the in, in the vine in order for us to abide in Christ first we need to be we need to we need to go through the blood of Jesus Christ without Without, without uh, uh, the cleansing through the blood, we cannot abide by the underbranch. We also need to be washed daily through his word, with his word. Without his word, the spirit of God cannot dwell in us. So then that's what we need, to, that's where the spirit of God that came in that constantly renew our, our mortals, uh, renew our, renew our, renew our, renew us, renew our mind, renew our thoughts, and allow us to, to bear the right fruit that we need, that we need. So my encouragement to us today, brothers and sisters, is that we are already being justified through the blood of Jesus Christ. But we also need to be sanctified daily. We also need to be clean daily. We need to go through the pruning phase in our lives where we remove, we, we cut away and remove the stuff that easily beset us, like he, like what Paul said in Hebrews. He said, Lay aside every weight and the sin that what easily beset us. It's talk about where you, you begin to shape, shape your mind and shape and shape um our, our spirit. You know, so we could be like Jesus Christ. So we can walk in His new, in His likeness. So we can walk in His light on a daily basis. The only how we can do that is by, is by us Shedding of stuff that need to be shed, getting rid of the branches that that, are, that will keep us, you know, from 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 blaspheming and burying the right fruit. Getting rid of the pests that might sometimes come and try to evade and destroy our spirit. You get what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? Just just like you have a, a just like you need to maintain your house, just like you need to maintain your car, or your, your you know the natural stuff. So we need to maintain our spiritual life. Because if we don't, we will die. All right? Amen? Amen. So, my encouragement to us today is to allow ourselves to be cleaned by the blood, to be sanctified, cleaned by His Word, and to be renewed by His Holy Spirit. I just want to just give God thanks today for this word, and I hope that you are blessed by by this word today. Amen. Amen.